Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Naomi Atwood, and welcome to episode two of My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. Our guests today are Lisa and Tida Finch, founders of London-based jewellery label Finchitida. The Lao British identical twin sisters are heavily influenced by their culture and pushing the envelope with their rebelliously chic designs. Their jewellery has caught the eye of Mila Kunis, Florence Welch, Leanne Le Havas and most notably FKA Twigs, who's a big supporter. Here's Lisa and Tida's story. Hi girls, so do you mind introducing yourselves to start with? No, not at all. So I'm Tida and I'm Lisa. And we run Finch Tida, the jewellery label. Amazing. And uh, how did you two girls meet in the first place? <laughs> oh, we're actually twin sisters. <laughs> <laughs> we came out of the same egg. Uh-huh. Yeah. Same egg, same womb, same mum. <laughs> and dad, I hope. <laughs> and then, um, so we're here to talk about your jewellery business. And yeah. Do you want to kind of go back to the days of university before that you you knew you were going to do this yeah yeah we can go further back like our mum was a seamstress for a small independent uh, women's wear label so we grew up with her making clothes and accessories around us your mum's been quite a big influence on you yeah she has she's from Laos in Southeast Asia and she's was caught up in the Vietnam War and another war and so um, she came over here as a refugee and has really grafted to bring us up um, through fashion and so it was very natural for us to um, become fashion designers ourselves. And the whole kind of Lao culture in there. Yeah definitely so our Lao heritage has a massive influence on our um, aesthetic and inspiration for our designs and have got sort of tribal um, feel to them and a really bold sort of statement pieces and so could you just describe your what your jewelry looks like yeah if you if you haven't um seen it before we do a lot of chokers and body harnesses and really big ornate earrings Mm. statement necklaces um and it's all all perfect yeah so we start off by hand drawing all our designs by studying like um, patterns within the textiles of Lao fabrics or temple carvings and from there we give it like a London twist and put it on big heavy chains um, to wear yeah. 90s shapes like <laughs> yeah. chokers and things like yeah. that yeah. Um, and so how did you decide that you've, you were always in a creative environment how did you decide that it was jewellery that you wanted to get into We'd, well, we were at uni, we really enjoyed experimenting mm. with different processes and techniques. So I studied textile design. And, and I studied graphic design. And actually, Tida was creating uh, fashion products, like accessories and women's wear, on her course. And on my course, I was allowed to set my own projects. So I would do the lookbooks and the graphic design and photography side of her projects. So we accidentally started building this brand 
So you're already two different departments yeah. the same. And we'd sneak into each other's classes and help each other out of projects and stuff. Yeah, and, and my teachers were probably getting annoyed because all my projects were becoming fashion becoming oriented. Finch Tudor. Had your tutors had a lot of experience with twins in the past, do you think? No. No. <laughs> no. It was very weird for them that there was always two faces popping up in class. And at crits. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's just supposed to be one of you on yeah. each course. Yeah. And then, um, so you had started putting together the brand while you were still studying. Yeah. And then what happened when you left uni? Did you get we- a massive grant and set headquarters straight away? <laughs> it's quite funny. So we did what everyone does and interned for a bit. So we did that for a few months. Um, but who, who were you working with? We interned with a mixture of fashion houses and designers from Burberry to Nike, One Ales, you know, um, underground shoes, um, a real sort of cross the board mix and graphic design studios. Yeah, as well. I was mainly working graphic design studios around London. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, but we'd created the brand and the product, so we had them online and orders kept coming in actually asos marketplace was the first place we started selling so asos marketplace basically like ebay for fashion for a bit cool cooler things yeah Yeah. definitely and that started taking off Mm -hmm. yeah and then so we made our online boutique on there and orders kept coming so after a few months we sat down and thought we should really focus on this we can't really turn our back on these sales and stylists were getting in touch um, were you running out of time doing your day jobs as well and needed yeah to? yeah we we actually um worked together a part-time job and um it was kind of a bit of a nightmare trying to squeeze it all in yeah <laughs> but we did for the first year and what were you doing with your part-time job? Oh, right. your, what was your money job? This so, is quite cool. Because our products are laser cut, we were going to this laser cutter in South London um, every week to cut products. So what, what is it like in a laser cutting plant? It's, it's very... Is it quite arty-farty? No, yeah. it's very cold, grey, scruffy. Like a proper industrial workshop. Yeah. There's loads of heavy lifting and yeah. constantly getting splinters in your fingers. Yeah, so we were there so much. It's not glamorous, um, sure. We were there so often, like, ordering our designs to be cut that they just said, like, do you guys want to work here? Yeah. So we ended up working there uh, for about a year until we went solo. But actually, it was a really good experience because we really um, honed in on our craft and learned how to really... Um, experiment with this process yeah um, so, so we'd stay makes... after hours and experiment yeah and um, that's what makes our designs quite different to a lot of the laser cut perspex jewelry that's out there is because we've had that time to refine what we do because you really got to know what the machines yeah. could yeah. do because you could trial and error it yeah yeah and we were doing <laughs> jobs hours. for all different clients so yeah we were trying everything <laughs> and what about the business side of running a business how did you kind of get to grips with like how much stock to make and what prices mm. to put on things and we're just learning on the job yeah we, we don't have any experience in that side of things I think when you come from a creative background the business side of things is quite challenging because that's not how your brain works you have a creative brain you want to just concentrate on yeah. creating and you wish that would go away we don't wish it would go away we've we actually really do. enjoyed it but it, it um it takes a lot of learning and making mistakes to get that right. But we were really keen to learn. We were 
fascinated by that side of things too, so it wasn't like a pain to learn about business, it was just as exciting. What were the kind of resources and things that you used to teach yourself business so skills? So our uni has been really good, we went to the University of Arts and they offer a lot of classes and courses to learn about business and just generally being in London there's so much support for new businesses. Really? Yeah, you only have to Google like you know, business seminars or mm-hmm. workshops and there are like, probably about 10 organisations that are holding classes and courses. You can and just go on a Saturday free. and... Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Evening classes. We... Some of them you have to pay for but they're not very much or mm. there's a lot of free ones. Yeah. So we just attended every talk and sen- seminar going. Yeah. Did you read any books by Richard Branson or anything like Actually, that? Actually, we haven't read any books by Richard Branson. We've no. read a lot of business books. Yeah. What are the good business gurus that have um, you found useful? There's Lindsay Boyd. She fu- um, founded a um, surgery PR company and um, she's written like a manual. Called Brand Famous and she's been in the industry for 10 or so years so she's giving away all her Maybe top tips. Years. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. Oh, she sounds Cool. She is really cool. And have you met her? Yeah. Yeah. So we met her at our uni. She did a talk there. So off the back of that, we got her book and got all her top tips. Is she? Would you describe her as a mentor to you? She's not been a personal mentor, but her book's definitely been really helpful. Have you got any mentors in that? Yeah, all the jewelry yeah. world. We yeah, we've got a couple. Now. So we've got um, a s- amazing jeweler called Sally, who she does private commissions for engagement rings and things but she has become a really valuable mentor for us in terms of jewellery production and we've got a business mentor and she's this really business savvy sassy lady called Natalie (laughs) and um, she gives us the best advice and how do you find the mentors you never know where you can find a mentor you could be like at a friend's birthday or you could just be like at a fashion event or something it's just always worth talking to people or just out and about on a um, night out yeah <laughs> a, friend, a friend of a friend it's worth talking to people because they'll see something in you or you'll see something in them that's worth hanging on to and you just keep in touch yeah. mm-hmm. and then they they don't mind sharing their trade secrets with you no because it will you know everyone you talk to you'll share something about what you're doing with them and if they believe in you they will share their that what they know with you if they don't they won't yeah. so. and we're, really, we're always really honest and open with people about what we want to achieve and what we're doing and so we get that sort of open advice back yeah yeah so you kind of they might even be getting inspired by yeah it's, stuff it's you're a really doing. mutual thing yeah it's just mm. like it's generally really inspiring conversations rather than right you need to do this this and this And um, with the jewellery, do you ever do kind of like market research or is it all coming from your own taste and imagination or do you have to modify things to make them more commercial? A bit of both. In the beginning, our first collection was insane. Like, when I looked... It was insane? Yeah, because I was actually looking back at it yesterday and all the pieces were ginormous and completely unwearable, but they're beautiful and, like, I'll treasure them forever. But we have naturally... Uh, realise that people might not want to wear like yeah. a necklace that's as big as their chest so we w- <laughs> will offer like, small pieces as well yeah. Yeah. but I think also it is through doing market research in the sense that we don't do questionnaires but when we do pop-up events or sell through our websites we'll just look at what's selling well and what isn't and yeah. then you can tell 
like what's working yeah you can do it in a formal and informal way like intuitively recognize what's selling and not selling or do a questionnaire or like get some quantity quality quantitative data quantitative data (laughs) and run it into a spreadsheet yeah make a graph Yeah. yeah And what about the big crazy pieces that you still make? Because you do kind of celebrity yeah, pieces, don't you, with so, one-offs? Yeah, so now a lot of the show pieces we design are for um, performers. performers like FK Twigs. We do design a lot of her tour jewellery and um, some pieces she just wore for her new mu- music video. Yeah. Um, and how did you get involved with her? We met a couple of years ago actually um with irene as well oh really um and um we were all network yeah (laughs) we all went to new york together on this uh, one hours book launch okay and we're all kind of helping each other out like twigs was just starting to perform um sharma dean had just launched her first book and we were just we just graduated we just graduated we're working with them yeah so we're just all helping each other out like that and so we've stayed in touch and and yeah, so now we're doing bespoke pieces for her. And it's cool for us because we get to really go OTT with our designs. Yeah. Yeah. Stage wear is something quite different. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And what yeah. kind of thing does Twigs request? Um, we'll do really... She likes our raunchiest pieces, yeah. which is really good <laughs> because we're like, in the last collection we designed some raunchy pieces and... There's not many people that are into them, so it was amazing when she came along and was like, I want them. (laughs) Leg harnesses and high-neck chokers and, yeah, just... uh, And body chains. And the way she moves, because she's amazing at dancing. She kind of shimmers around, doesn't she? So they just look amazing on her. And do you think you got any like little sales boost off the back of being in a Twigs video? I hope so. It only just came out yesterday, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Okay. But this video, yeah. But definitely we've um we've had a lot of her fans contact us who have seen her t- um wearing our stuff in like New York and um around Did you get, did your stuff. Instagram followers go up? Yeah, but it's quite a gradual thing. Yeah, so um, I think they're just keeping an eye on us at the moment, but, um, <laughs> like liking all her pictures. Oh, really? But you have to like really earn it before they follow you for real. I don't think <laughs> that everyone could. I feel comfortable wearing the pieces that she wears on stage. Yeah. yeah. So they'll definitely go for like the smaller earrings and necklaces and stuff, yeah. but not the really OTT pieces. But that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Cool. And now that you're successful <laughs> business and with a global empire um, you could be mentoring other little crazy yeah. kids out of college yourselves yeah we do actually we run an after school club with um, some school kids these 11 year olds do you? yeah so we go in once a week and uh, we, we teach them how to run their own fashion business really? yeah and what sort of things are the 11 year olds coming up with? so we're is it mind blowing? it's a yeah. mixture yeah. So <laughs> we've got some stu- good and bad <laughs> mind blowing yeah. some <laughs> students that naturally um, have taken to it and they're designing really beautiful products and then some students that are at the age where they're just getting into boys so maybe designing products that are like you and me or like Bay and Babes and there's a lot of emojis (laughs) 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good tip for anyone who wants to make money out of 11 year olds. Just put a lot of emojis, emojis. on your product. Yeah, definitely. Will you be doing an, a range of emoji jewellery? But there's a gap in the market for it. Yeah. Well, I think our classes, are, our students are starting yeah. an emoji brand. So yeah. <laughs> and to wrap things up, would you be able to encapsulate a business or creative business tip in kind of one phrase? Work hard, play hard. Well, I just think don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think we live under the illusion that you can't make mistakes and the fear of making mistakes, and that's just a part of it, of running a business, of, of life. It's just like there's going to be ups and downs, and you've just got to learn from them. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, ladies. You're okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That was Lisa and Tida Finch's Big Idea. Thanks for downloading this week's episode and be sure to look out for next week's episode of My Big Idea. Subscribe on Acast and iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 